Right, here we go. And I was thinking while I was listening to the music, I totally, we should have played up the whole boxing theme because this is our 15th interview, 15th round. And I'm excited to, to bring this to a close because that means the next time we start doing podcasts, we're going to be doing it in Philadelphia. Very excited. It's, it's very exciting. And you are going to be in Philadelphia with your tech team as well. Make sure to check out Booth 1114. So many great things that the tech team is doing. They're also hosting an evening event um, and we're going to be doing this for three straight days. You're going to be okay hanging out with me for three more days. I think I can manage. Thanks. <laughs> You're a good guy. <laughs> good, good. So one of the great parts of having the opportunity to meet so many educators is sometimes I get a chance to interview individuals that I know. Yesterday I interviewed two of the X Factor authors. Uh, and, and today we get to met, meet a few new individuals. And literally, I've only known our next guest for about one minute. So, I, <laughs> so I'd like to welcome her in. And it is great to meet you. I know we were right under the, the gun. But first of all, congratulations on being named 20 to watch at ISTE. What an incredible, uh, incredible accomplishment. And for those out there who don't know you or your work, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and share a little bit about what you do. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Sosan Jabed, and I am a educator of 25 years. I consider myself a global educator. I've worked in different countries and different states and in kind of like a range of positions from teaching to working on a, on a team of 14 different teachers to write standards for an entire country. Um, so I feel like I have a very global perspective of education, and that has kind of driven a lot of the work that I'm currently doing in education. Um, I am a department chair for an English department uh, working to detrack um, the, the, school, the, the classes that we're, we're offering at uh, Maine West High School and working to create a more culturally responsive, social justice-oriented English curriculum across our district. Um, and that is a lot of kind of what has become my passion project in the last, I would say, five to 10 years of my work. I'm just doing research, working with kids instead of working for them and how to use curriculum and school spaces to really activate student voices for social justice and for really just kind of being a part of our, our, our landscape as civically engaged citizens that are contributing to the world. And so a lot of the work that I do is kind of rooted in that. And technology plays a really big role in like, how do we use technology to really create authentic spaces for students and authentic audiences for students and work beyond the classroom walls. 
And how have you found that when people hear this message and hear your passion behind it, coming from you know a former principal lens and now a district leader, how how is that taken when you say that as passionately as you do in, in, in the work and research that you have behind it? You know, I think um, anything that is kind of targeted at the root, the core values of who we are as people lands differently depending on who you are, right? And it's unfortunate that we are all socialized by similar systems in education where historically we've seen a very singular lens of a lot of different things, um, whether, whether it's literature or kind of the histories that are represented or the voices that are represented in most curriculum. And so this either makes people either love it or hate it. Um, I think it's more politically charged today with a lot of the weaponization of the work and the anti-CRT movement and things like the Don't Say Gay Act and like things like the Muslim ban, like my positionality as an Arab Muslim female also, oftentimes people can't see past a lot of those things when I'm speaking. And so I think, um, this work, I always call it healing work, right? Like educational spaces have the opportunity to really lift student voices and heal them. And a, a really big part of my message in talking to people when I've done keynotes in the past and spoken to large groups where you don't have the opportunity to kind of gauge where individuals are in their journey and, and meet them where they are at is at the end of the day, I don't think anyone can deny the fact that we are living in a country that is very broken, a world that's very broken. And a lot of this work is work that really is at the core of social emotional healing. It's at the core of people feeling like they have a sense of belonging in our classroom spaces and that who they are really matters to the teachers that they're working with and the community that they're a part of. And so regardless of where we stand on the equity conversation, there's an interest in in all of us, we should all have an interest in really moving this work forward because this is our long-term investment to healing our country and making it a safer space for all of us. Whether you're a teacher or a parent of a child who goes to school, we send our kids to school and we have a culture of fear that we're living with every single day because of these school shootings, because of the things that are happening in our world that are very much a part of the fabric of, of our country more than anywhere else. We're the only country in the world where our babies have to go through lockdown drills. That's a reality. And so how do we really start to heal those deep wounds that cause people to go into schools and think that they want to harm other people? How do we start to create communities that we love each other enough that we're humanizing each other? And when I look at you and you look at me, we're not looking at each other through a lens that has been kind of perpetuated by misinformation and single stories that we've all kind of grown with and have become a part of all that we know. How do we start to humanize each other? Yeah, and, and it's interesting you bring that up because I literally like three weeks ago took a road trip with a friend of mine from Australia and we were talking about, you know, the school shootings and things like that. And he's like, we don't have them in Australia. You know, we don't have guns. It was an interesting um, conversation. So I appreciate all that you are doing to to bring awareness to that, the the research, the, you know, the keynotes. And, and I can't wait to meet you in person and, and, and hear some of the work that you're doing and, and you know, many people are going to get a chance to hear what you're doing with all of these great sessions that you're going to be oh, wow. presenting That's at, a busy at card. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every time one of our guests come on, it's like, well, I can't believe it. So I would love for you to, to share a little bit of the work that you're doing at, at Philadelphia. Well, I am so fortunate that I'm coming to Philadelphia with six of my students who have part, who have been a part of this work in this curriculum for like two years and who have co-presented with me at almost 25 conferences this year alone, um, who are students who are used to standing up unapologetically in front of teachers and talking about their experiences and how school has both harmed and supported and nurtured them. 
And so I think um, that's probably one of the things that I have to say I'm most proud of because when people hear kids speaking and it's their lived experience that's being elevated, then oftentimes that lets a lot of people put down their guard and just listen. And when we can see the impact of doing this work on students, then we can buy into it and we can hopefully collectively as a community work together to making that happen, whether you're a tech provider or a service provider for education or an educator at any level, we all have a hand in making sure that this work moves forward. So I'll be presenting several sessions with the kids. I'll be on the main stage um, twice. So I'm excited to do that as well and kind of talk to the entire community at the ISTE community. Um, we'll be doing an affinity space for Arab uh, American educators, which is probably the first time ever in any conference that that space, it's, that's, that's groundbreaking because we are often hyper visible in a lot of negative ways and invisible in positive ways. So this is visibility in a positive way. It's a space for our teachers who look like us. And so that's awesome. Um, so there's a range of different things, but I'm most excited about presenting several sessions with the students. Well, Super exciting. Very exciting. So I have a question for you, and um, I, I can almost get an idea of what you're going to answer because it seems to be a theme that you've uh, spoken about during this um, interview. When you hear the term stronger together, what does that make you think of? You know, I am, so I have been offered positions to be an equity advocate in schools or an equity like representative or leader in, in districts in the past and I've turned them down because I don't believe that equity is something that one person can run in any organization or institution. Equity is a is a way of being. It's it's a it's like it's a lifestyle. It's a stance that you take all the time, not just when you're in education. And when you are looking at equity from an organizational perspective, it's definitely the collective, right? And I do believe that every person who has any kind of hand in crafting students' futures and crafting our own future as a country. Because I always say like we are, in education, we're crafting people. That's what we do, right? We are crafting human beings. And when we craft human beings, every single human being we craft, we're crafting the future that we're gonna all kind of grow into. And they're going to, we're gonna get old and they're gonna, they're gonna take over. And so it is the collective effort of us kind of considering and thinking about how every decision that we make today is going to impact our future and how as a collective, we are deciding that together because we're kind of making those decisions about what kind of people we're putting into the world into the future. And so the, the more we start to work together, the stronger we're going to be. Like there's no doubt that when it comes to equity that there is a need for us to really work uh, it takes a village to raise a child, and, and in that village, we are all a part of it, whether you're a provider, an administrator, a social worker, you know, a security guard, a bus driver, whatever role you play, a parent, we're all a part of interacting with these kids and shaping how they feel about themselves, how they feel about the world, and how they, 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 they view that world through that lens, and so. Awesome, and so right I have two, two requests before, before we leave. First of all, if you are heading to Philadelphia, make sure you get a chance to see and, and connect and hear all of the, the great work. That is number one. And two, I want to make sure that we get a chance to meet and I get a chance to, to introduce myself. I'm just excited about the work you do. And finally, as I just said with Stephanie, there is so much more I want to learn from you and have you share. I'm going to have to have you back on. I hope you're okay with that. After SD to hear more and do a full segment, these you know, just introducing everyone to ISTE is great, but I want to learn more from you in your work. So I hope that you'll come back on to the Stronger Together podcast after ISTE and share more of the work that you're doing. I would be absolutely honored and love to bring some of my kiddos to- Oh, uh, that'd be even better. Great. Done. You heard it here. This is live. So you <laughs> nice. can't, yep. can't change that now. Commitments so I can't, in. I can't yeah. wait to, to meet them as well. So we're going to 
say goodbye, but not for long because we're going to see you in Philadelphia. And Rob will see you in a couple minutes, but also in Philadelphia. And for all of you watching the last four weeks, first of all, congratulations to you and to all of your 20 to watch yeah. uh, recipients. Can't wait to, to see you all in Philadelphia. And thank you for the work that you continue to do and amplify student voices. And I look forward to meeting you in person in just a few days. Ditto. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And we are, we are booking you and some of your students in just a few weeks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Take, Take care. it easy.